When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 66 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your only-been-pulled-over-once-in-my-life host, Leroy Luna, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales of people who drove drunk and got busted for it. That's usually game over, but nope, these fools simply were not willing to accept defeat. They had some last-minute tricks up their sleeves. And I cannot wait to tell you all about it. I actually just got a five-star review in via Syrap D from the US of A, and I thought I'd share it. They said, this podcast feels kind of like sitting down at a local coffee shop with your Canadian buddy. Oh, thanks, eh? Like a Tim Hortons. I feel ya. They go on to say, a buddy who isn't embarrassed to sing very poorly in public. I would give the show 4.9 stars if I could subtract 0.1 for bad singing. Seriously, though, this show is well worth the time. Peace, ah, Leroy. Thanks, Syrap, but you're wrong. I am definitely embarrassed about my poor singing. That's why I reserve it only for in the shower and my closet and the car. Anywho, thanks for the review. I love that so many of you tune into my silliness every week, and it's always greatly appreciated when you go even further, whether it's with a positive review or signing up on Patreon or sharing my stuff on social media or giving me a pat on the back through a thoughtful message. It may not feel like you're doing much, but it really adds up and goes a long way with me. Flattery will get you everywhere, and I promise you it doesn't go unnoticed. I'm getting dangerously close to getting emotional here. So let's get a joke in that I snagged from upjoke.com and move on with the show. Okay, last night I was out for a few drinks. One thing led to another and I had a few too many cocktails and then went on to the wine. Not a good idea. Knowing I was over the limit, I decided to leave my car at the pub and took a bus home. Sure enough, I passed a police checkpoint where they were pulling over drivers and performing breathalyzer tests. Because I was in a bus, they just waved it past. I arrived home safely and without incident, which was a real surprise as I've never driven a bus before and I'm not even sure where I got it from. All right, everybody. 
Special thanks going out to Melissa M for helping gas up the minivan this time around. Greatly appreciate it, girl. Okay, hop in and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with more tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home in time for happy hour. Episode number 66, Beating the Breathalyzer. I enjoy having a drink or two, or five. It's fantastic. Getting a buzz on is one of my favorite pastimes. But doing it at others' expense and safety isn't an option. That's why I do not get behind the wheel of a vehicle after I've had a few. Unfortunately, the gentlemen in these stories don't feel the same way. They're willing to get a little more risque. And when they get caught in the act, they simply aren't willing to accept defeat. Nope. In fact, they double down. And fortunately for us, the results are quite comical. Okay. Our first story takes us to Iowa City, which is a city. Crazy, I know. And it's located in Johnson County, which is in eastern Iowa. Iowa City has a population of 73,342 people, according to a 2021 census, and is the sixth largest city in Iowa. We're going to travel back to Sunday, November 1st of 2015. This will be in the wee morning hours. So this is basically Halloween night, still, at least for some party animals. Halloween was on a Saturday that year, which is always amazing when that works out. To get into the Halloween spirit, I looked up some of the eerie movies that were released during October of spooky season that year, and there were quite a few. The Final Girls was one. I just watched that last year, actually, on Netflix, and it was great fun. There was also Knock Knock, starring Keanu Reeves, another classic. For the kids, there was the Goosebumps movie, starring Jack Black. There was also The Last Witch Hunter, starring bald, haughty Vin Diesel. For the ghost lovers out there, we have the Diabolical and Paranormal Activity, the Ghost Dimension. And finally, a couple zombie flicks in Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse and Night of the Living Dead, Origins 3D, starring Bill Mosley. Gotta love a 3D zombie flick. After her brother is killed by a zombie, a woman finds herself hiding out with a group of other survivors as they try to fend off the walking dead. That just sounds like a good time. Okay, getting back to the real story here. Our perpetrator, 39-year-old Ross McDonald, has been having a kick-ass night and has yet to go to bed. This guy, although he's almost 40, you just know he hasn't quite matured just yet. He's wearing a highly controversial costume. While funny, this one could definitely get you into some trouble. It's something a rowdy college frat boy might wear. Ross is dressed as a flasher. He's decked out in just a trench coat, and he has a piece of cloth over his crotch, which is shaped into a penis. Ross, when later confronted by officers, couldn't tell them what bar he'd been at that night. 
Fortunately for us, the smoking gun got their hands on a criminal complaint affidavit in which officers stated that he had a Studio 13 wristband on. Studio 13 is a lively LGBTQ dance club with DJs and drag shows, plus karaoke and comedy nights. It's open from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Saturdays and is located on 13 South Lynn Street. Ross's outfit would have garnered him a lot of attention here, for sure. He probably had a pretty good night. And you know I can't resist me some reviews. So Studio 13 has a 4.1 star average from 77 Google reviews. The first one is a 5 star from Steel City Studs Mail Review. And they say, quote, Pretty groovy place. Nice crowd. Strong drinks. DJ had great music going. We were celebrating one of my guy's birthdays and started the night out here. Uh, Very cool. End quote. Right on. Next, we have a one star from Devante, and his experience was much different. He says, first things first. We got there and left because it was awkward when we got there and there was a roach crawling on the urinal. Ew. We bought a drink and left because the bartender was weird. When we got a friend to get back, we were charged $5 cover. And they knew we had just left and had already been drinking there. His excuse was, it's the holidays. Next, my friend asked the bartender to make a Barbados surprise. And when the bartender asked him to explain how others make it, he showed him a picture and the bartender's response was, dude, I'm not layering that. After that, we left, despite the fact we came and spent money over that dump place. We were still charged cover and got watered-down drinks. I come often, but you can miss me and my friends. We will not be back. Nah. uh We can travel to get better shows in a good time. And by the way, honey, tell your drag queens to be there on time. End quote. Damn, you go, boy. So not a positive experience for Devante and his crew. I had to look up this Barbado surprise drink, the one the gentleman ordered, because I was curious. According to tipsybartender.com, they say, This here is the Barbado surprise. And if there's anything shocking about this Caribbean-themed drink, it's how crazy beautiful it is. The Barbado surprise combines grenadine, orange juice, rum, and blue curacao. And is so pretty, you want to put a ring or maybe an orange slice on it. The instructions for making this drink are, 1. Drizzle grenadine in the base of your glass and carefully drop in ice cubes. 2. Pour in orange juice. 3. In a shaking glass, combine rum and blue curacao, then gently layer on top. 4. Garnish with an orange wheel. Drink responsibly. And it does actually look pretty amazing with the red on the bottom, the orange in the middle, and bluish green on top. Definitely a drink I wouldn't mind ordering, but wouldn't want to make it myself. It wouldn't be too complicated, though, for any self-respecting bartender to whip up. Sounds like this guy was just being lazy. Back to the flasher, Ross. He must have hung out with all the boys till closing time, because we meet back with him around 3 a.m. Dude is tipsy, and he gets behind the wheel. Yep, he's driving, doing his best to act natural, even though we know he's had a few too many. If he can just make it home, he'll be all right. He's following all the rules. He's going to make it, folks. He's going to make it. He's just, he's almost there. 
Uh-oh, wait. What's that he sees flickering in his rearview mirror? Shit. It's those red and blue flashing lights. Ross gets pulled over. See, while he was obeying the speed limit, there was one minor problem. He was traveling the wrong direction on a one-way street. Yikes. The arresting officer noted that Ross seemed dazed and confused as he got out of the vehicle. Ross admitted that he had had a couple drinks, but claimed to have only consumed two drinks all night. He was showing all the telltale signs of an inebriated individual. While in his mind, because he's a good-looking guy, he thought his appearance was intoxicating. To the officers, though, it was more like intoxicated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ah. Ross was slurring his speech, his eyes were bloodshot, and he had trouble maintaining his balance. In his defense, maybe that cloth schlong he was sporting threw him off. He failed a couple of simple field sobriety tests, so officers cuffed him and took Ross to the University of Iowa Department of Public Safety's Drunken Driving Processing Room. Geez, say that one five times fast. This is when Ross is asked to take a breathalyzer test. At first he says no, but after getting caught consuming handfuls of toilet paper, he complies. Not sure where he got this ass wipe from. Probably didn't have it on him. Perhaps he asked to use the washroom. I guess his line of thinking here was the toilet paper would absorb all the alcohol and he'd get off scot-free. Not the case. Ross blew a .165, which is well over the legal limit in the state of Iowa. In his mugshot, Ross has his head tilted He's kind of striking a pose here, and he's got the pouty lips going, as if to say, come on, fellas, give a guy a break, would you? Not happening, pal. This wasn't Ross's first rodeo. In fact, this would be his third drunk driving conviction. So he was hit with third offense drunk driving, which is a felony, baby. Let's check out what our friends in the Daily Mail comment section are up to, because you just know they must have had an opinion on this. First up, we got M.G. Worcester, hailing from Worcester. Just kidding, I know that it's pronounced Wooster. And they say, so he was definitely three sheets to the wind. <laughs> three sheets of toilet paper, am I right? <laughs> oh, mercy. And we also got Boca John from, uh, well, he's from Boca. And he says, when he got frisked, he probably said, don't squeeze the Charmin. Oh, yeah. That's clever. And that is our first story complete. Let's move on to story number two, shall we? And for this one, we're traveling on over to Greenwich, Connecticut. Classy. Or Greenwich, Connecticut. That's how I prefer to pronounce it. Greenwich is a town located in southwestern Fairfield County and has a population of about 65,000 people. Grunt. Okay, we'll call it Greenwich. Uh, gets a 63 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 63% of U.S. cities, according to our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com. Not bad. Also, your chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime over there are 1 in 7,940, compared to 1 in 558 for the rest of Connecticut. So Greenwich is pretty darn good as far as that goes. CTVisit.com says, quote, this coastal town is the largest on Connecticut's Gold Coast due to its many hedge funds and large financial service companies. The town has four beaches on Long Island Sound. Oh, wait, I didn't say that right. Hold on. On Long Island Sound, where you can enjoy swimming, boating, fishing, or relaxing on the sand. 
Several festivals take place throughout the year for all interests, arts, film, food, and cultural. Take a stroll through Greenwich's downtown where you can enjoy fine dining, shops, and other attractions. End quote. While notable celebs such as Adam Sandler and Diana Ross have called Greenwich home in the past, we are not here to discuss a celebrity. Just another average old bag of douche. Although I guess his actions on Sunday, November 2nd, 2014, will live on in softcore scumbag infamy for quite some time, perhaps forever. Let's meet Kenneth DeSorms, most likely nailed that pronunciation. He is a 40-year-old Greenwich resident who likes to wear red tracksuits with black stripes. At least according to his mugshot. That's all I really know about this guy. Oh, he also likes to stay up late. He has a taste for alcohol and a need for speed. Like I said, the date is November 2nd, it's 5.30 a.m., and Kenneth has most likely had a very late Saturday night of partying. I say this because, as you can probably guess, he's about to get a DWI or DUI, whatever you prefer. You know what, though? I just thought about this. Uh, When I was younger, I used to stay up pretty damn late, sometimes till 4 or 5 on the weekends and still show up for work at 8 a.m. I also had workmates that would be reeking of alcohol in the morning and sometimes even get sent home. This was when I worked at the bingo hall. If you drank like 10, 12 beers on a Saturday night, then slept for a few hours and drove into work, Even though you slept and it's now the next day, or at least it feels like, that doesn't mean if you got stopped by the cops that you wouldn't still blow over. I'm now wondering if this was Kenneth's situation. He had a late night, and now he's driving into work. Because the story takes place at 5.30 in the morning. None of the articles stated this, though, so I'm just hypothesizing. Anywho, New York State Police pull Kenneth over because he's speeding. This is on Interstate 95 in Port Chester, which is technically in New York, but it's right on the border of Connecticut, super close to Greenwich. Although Kenneth denies it, officers are pretty sure that he's intoxicated, so they take him to Terrytown Barracks. This is where they're going to give him the old breathalyzer test. And he doesn't refuse. He takes the test. And I guess he didn't study, because it's a big old fail for our boy Kenneth. The legal limit is 0.08, and Kenneth blows a 0.13, which isn't that much over. Hence my theory from earlier that maybe he just had a late night and was driving into work in the morning. But I suppose he probably would have said that if that were the case. I looked up what it would take to blow a 0.08, how many drinks that would be, and results vary. It depends on your size, over what amount of time, etc. If you had two beers over a period of two hours, you'd probably be okay. 0.13 isn't that crazy. At least I don't think. I'm no expert, though, so don't listen to me. Regardless, Kenneth failed, and he's now going to get dinged for a DUI. Now it's just a matter of printing off those results, and Kenneth, uh uh-oh, he's got a strange look in his eye. Kenneth, don't do anything stupid, sir. Too late. He lunges at the machine, grabs the printout, and eats it. He pulled the old magic act and tried to make the results disappear. Did it work? Of course not. In fact, it just made matters a lot worse. Instead of getting hit with driving while intoxicated, he's just tacked on a couple extra charges. Second degree obstruction of governmental administration and third degree criminal tampering. Ouch. So for those of you keeping score at home, eating toilet paper, good. Well, not good, but not the worst. And eating test result paper, bad. Much, much worse. Don't do it, friends. 
you'll just turn a bad day into a terrible one, just like Kenneth did. Now, there are some myths out there. Other methods people have used to try and beat a breathalyzer test, such as sucking on some pennies. The copper is supposed to have a reaction with the alcohol and mess up the reading. Apparently, pennies don't even have that much copper in them, so please don't try that one. It's been debunked. Pennies are also gross and germ-infested. Chewing gum also apparently doesn't work. I got some info from thoughtco.com on how to potentially beat a breathalyzer. They say, quote, The one action you can take that will reduce your apparent blood alcohol content on the breathalyzer test is to hyperventilate before taking the test. Oh yeah, that's easy, I'm sure. What you are doing here is replacing the alcoholic gas in your lungs with as much fresh air as possible. While this will reduce your BAC test value by up to 10%, you'll still test positive for alcohol. If you're near a limit, you might be able to beat the test. If you're seriously drunk, all you're likely to do is make yourself dizzy so you can fail all the other tests, such as walking a line or touching your finger to your nose. End quote. Yeah, I don't recommend doing that, or any other tricks for that matter. There is one thing, though. One surefire way to beat the breathalyzer test, and it works 100% of the time. Don't drink and drive, silly. It's not worth it. Don't put other people's lives in danger. Take a bus, take a cab, take an Uber. Arrange for a ride. Get a designated driver. Walk, jog, run if you have to. Hitchhike. Actually, don't do that. That's a bad idea. But if you're going to get hammered and have a great time, go for it, dudes and dudettes. But just be responsible about it. Because if you get caught, there ain't no way you're beating that breathalyzer. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 66, Beating the Breathalyzer. Or not. These dudes certainly gave it the old college try, but failed miserably. And I'm glad we were all here to witness it. Wild and crazy stuff. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Well, you know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. 
So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. Da 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 da. Wah. This confession comes in from my pal Louise. She's from Ireland. She sent me this about five months ago. It got lost in the mix, but I was thinking of her the other day and I found it. So here goes. Hi, Leroy. Big fan of your show. Always makes me laugh. I'm from Ireland and am normally a good girl. My dad is an ex-policeman and was raised to be afraid of stepping out of line. Sorry, I can't do an Irish accent. I'll stop. Only thing is, is that it taught me to be sneaky and careful. That got me to the ripe old age of 36. So I have been receiving my weed via the post. Medicinal for the most part, as I have a brain tumor and suffered a stroke six years ago, so it helps with so many things. Oh, jeez, Louise. That's brutal. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, she goes on to say, All was going well for about a year until November. My parcel got intercepted by the police, and I was shitting myself. Almost literally. So November, December came and went, and I'd heard nothing about it. Assumed it had been a postie who had taken it. Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. So Sunday, the 2nd of January, just passed. I was bathing my toddler and getting us ready in our PJs. Walked down the stairs to my partner answering the door. To three police officers in masks. I looked like a deer in the headlights. They asked, was a Louise McSee home? And he just looked at me. I quickly gave my son to my partner. My daughter then rushed out to see what was going on. And they are asking if they can come in and my partner shouts, Not without a warrant, you're not. To which the officer says, I don't actually need one tonight because of the crime that we believe has been committed. We can do this here or I can arrest you right now. My heart's going a dinger. I asked him to take the kids into the living room so I can deal with it. And I swear I was waiting for the handcuffs. Tears in my eyes, etc., etc. All my crime knowledge went out the window. Didn't say no comment or demand a solicitor. I invited him into the hall and we sat down and he got out his trusty black book. I admitted to ordering the weed online and I'm not a drug dealer. I'm just a very sick mummy trying to get by without the awful so-called medication the hospital gives me. I said I didn't want to be arrested or have my house searched. God, I was so embarrassed at the thought of everyone seeing the police tear my house apart. I ran into my kitchen and brought back my wee tub of weed I had in there and said to take it and to please go easy on me. Ten minutes of questioning and I signed the book. He said I'd be hearing from him by next week and I'll only be getting a caution since I have no record. Neither does my partner. The best part about this whole thing was him saying, I didn't see that wee tub of weed there. I'm not here for that. Does it help you? We hear it so much, but I have to get this case sorted and dealt with, so I'm just going to let you put it back. He thanked me and went out the door. I was white as a ghost, shaking and in disbelief at what had happened. So what do I do? Roll a joint and sit out the back with a bottle of beer and laugh. <laughs> of course, nervously. At what I'm doing with the weed, the police refuse to take off me, but will caution me for the weed I actually didn't receive. It's now the 5th, and I've not heard anything, but I will. I've got a few more stories that the police didn't get to find out about. I'll save those for another email. Love your podcast, you're so funny, and I'll never get tired of listening. Peace! Ah, thanks, Louise. You are too kind. And damn, you're going through some shit. 
I'm so thankful to have you as a listener and a Patreon over on Patreon too. You're the best. And I hope things are going well. And sorry for taking so long to get this story in. I'll have to check back in with you and see how this all panned out. Hopefully they cut you some slack given the circumstances. You commented on something I posted the other day, so I'm assuming you're not in jail. But you just never know. I hear they got the internet over there. Uh, They need to just legalize that shit over there in Ireland ASAP. It's legal where I'm at, and while I'm not a big weed smoker myself, I've heard that CBD oils can be miracle workers and help out with the pain no doubt you're going through. It helps with anxiety and stuff like that. At the very least, the cops seem cool where you're at, so that's a bit of a consolation prize. And please send me more of them stories you got. Record them if you can, because I'm a sucker for that Irish accent. That wasn't one. Or I'll do it myself. Terribly, of course. If you, at home, have a criminal confession you'd like to get off your chest, send it to excuseme, that's legal at gmail.com. And like my friend Louise, you too could have it played on the air. That is all I have for you for today, folks. If you want to help gas up the minivan like Melissa M. did this week through a PayPal donation or join the Neighborhood Watch over on Patreon, you can easily do so by looking in my show notes and signing up over there. It is always greatly, greatly appreciated. Other than that, the best thing you can do is just meet me right here in another 10 days, and I will happily serve you up a hearty helping of soft coarse scumbaggery. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.